we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Oh boy, the battery's low, but we're starting this anyway. All right. <laughs> low battery Filmmakers Podcast. Hello I'm Matt Waterworth. I'm Scott Westby. And welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Every week we do things. You, you, you always say that part. And I Every week it. we bring you news, tips, and interviews <laughs> from the film, video, and digital media landscapes of Alberta. Matt. Remember when we started this podcast almost mm. a year ago now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was telling you about Flex Denim, mm-hmm. American yes, Eagles oh yeah. Flex Denim, our first sponsor. Our first sponsor. <laughs> well, guess what? They've come up with a new Flex product for men, Flex Underwear. Okay, okay. And I got to tell you, most underwear is pretty Flex anyway. Mm-hmm. But I bought a pair of this American Eagle Flex Underwear, and then the next day I bought four more pairs <laughs> of this American Eagle Flex Underwear. Right. It is. Uh, it's very comfortable. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, well, there's I think good... we should announce that we're doing a spin-off podcast all about the Flex, the Flex products. That's yeah. right. There's a fragrance. There's a Flex yeah. fragrance as yeah. well that I got free with my Flex so underwear. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so, uh, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Let's talk about this movie we're making. Okay. In Plain View Corner. So it's been Seven. a while since we've, since we've talked about this, actually. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, how are you feeling about everything? I'm feeling good. I mean, yesterday was a great day. Really yes. great. Yes. Um, we got two big locations, and they're not they're not locked yet, but they're they're very exciting. They work for the movie, um, and it's really scary to not know where you're shooting uh, when you're when you're <laughs> when you're prepping for a movie. So so to have locations locked down is is good, and and that's uh, that's going to allow you know a lot of uh, other work to happen. Absolutely, for sure. For me, I mean, we're two and a half weeks now from going to camera, as they say, um, and I've been I've been just understanding how important teamwork is because mm-hmm. I mean in the in the corporate stuff you and I kind of do everything yeah right we have to do absolutely everything and so um we were we were scared about locations and then we we, we had Murray Ord on board and then we brought Seth Williams who we've talked about on this podcast before mm-hmm. as our um ALM and uh not only are they a dream team which is a whole other story but I it was like now I didn't have to worry about that because someone else was doing it right yeah and uh, we've got Bobby Vanonen on board now as our art director, and now I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. that. Not that I don't have to worry about it, but that's not it's not my responsibility. But, to I mean, take yeah, care of but things. I mean, as the producer, it's like you have to imagine that I'm taking everything on, yeah, unless someone else is taking. Unless, yeah, so exactly you have to right. catch it all, unless someone else does. So, like Seth and Murray have been driving all over Hell's Green Acres for the last like seven, maybe ten days, yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and that's driving that I didn't have to go do. Right. Yeah. And then um, and hugely time consuming. Hugely, sure. hugely. So um, yeah, it's out of town and, and yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And we've got Brandon DeWine, um, on board, um, as our first assistant director. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, Hey man, could you make a schedule for us? And then he, and then he made one <laughs> and it's, and it's great. Right. Um, so it's just been, it's been awesome just to have, um, some of our favorite people and the best in the industry doing what they do best mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and helping out. And, and I'm just, I'm already so proud of this movie and yeah, yeah. there is a chance that it won't happen if a uh, new kits us or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the, but what I love about it is that every, t- every time we have a, another meeting or, or, or cast somebody, it's like we get closer and closer to it being real and you start to see yeah. more of the movie in your head and it's like, Oh, okay, this is going to be a real thing. It's yeah. I honestly, like I've learned so much about producing in the last six weeks that, uh, I knew I would, but, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to like, I know now I know exactly what a producer does. And, uh, it's been very challenging, but, um, not as, not as, uh, scary as I thought it would be, mm-hmm. even though I'm dealing with lawyers and insurance and, and clearances and all this stuff. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that stuff sucks, but it's all it's all stuff you can get through, and and it's nice to be able to say, you know what, I I, I need your advice on this. This is my first time right. around here. Is there is there anything you can let us know? And 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 yeah, that's how you learn, right? We're, yeah, absolutely. We we have to learn as we go because uh, it's a first feature. Big time. Uh, All righty. So in the industry news this week, we've got uh, the Edmonton Film Prize, which is very exciting. This is a $10,000 annual cash prize. And it's all, uh, there's a music one, but it's from the Edmonton Arts Council. So um, they're they're finding some filmmakers, some musicians to give, um, I think, up to three uh, awards, a thousand for one person, eight for another, and then 10 for the third. So... um, Make sure to get your application in for that. Or sorry, you, I guess you nominate someone. Is yeah, it looks like right? it. Yeah. yeah. So you, you have to nominate someone for the uh, app, uh, for the prize uh, by October fourteenth, and twenty sixteen, and that's on uh, Ampia has more information about that. Uh, if you are in Edmonton, um, have you got a minute to lend a hand? Because the Got a Minute Film Festival returns this September twenty sixth to October second. This is from them. I didn't make up that pun. <laughs> um, so Fab is bringing this on, um, and they're looking for some volunteers to uh, distribute handbills, uh, to assist with the launch party on Monday, September 26th, to host some of the midday minute screenings, and uh, to help with the award celebration. So Fava members who volunteer can earn 20 Fava bucks for oh. each hour of volunteer time. Fava bucks. Which is really smart. I'm so jealous of Fava, Matt. I know. They're I know. so great. <laughs> they are huge. Um, yeah. And and Fava Bucks are accepted at all KFCs, which is cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Can you get Mountain Dew? Mountain Dews, yeah. Several yes. Mountain Dews. Oh, nice. With the fountain. Uh, anyway, so uh, I, I've lost my place here, and then I clicked something, so I'm way out. So at our, last, the next uh, at our last <laughs> podcast, we, we, ta- we chatted with Steve Schrader about yes. the Calgary National Film Festival. Yes. And the final lineup has been announced, and uh, there are oh, yes, seven. Seven films, yes. Seven Alberta-made movies. Yeah. So let's go through them uh, just briefly, but we want to talk about all seven really quickly. So. Sure. Uh, so we, we've got, of course, Choke Slam, which is very exciting. That's the uh, closing gala. And a friend and colleague of ours, Robert Cuffley, the director behind that, of course, and Jason, the co-writer, Jason Long. That's right. Super exciting. Uh, the Adventure Club. Three friends discover a wish box. Uh, when they try to use the box to save their local science center, they soon discover that there are some shady characters who also want the box. Mm. Um, Ice Guardians, which we've Ice talked Guardians, about. Ice Guardians, Adam Scorgi, yeah, yeah, just had his premiere in TIFF. Um, and uh, great documentary. It looks like a great documentary about enforcers uh, in the hockey world. <coughs> Pardon me. There's something uh, a movie called Angry Anook, mm-hmm. uh, which challenges the southern world, quote-unquote, to reconsider its misconceptions of the commercial seal hunt. By following the lives of Inuit hunters and artisans, uh, the, this documentarian illustrates the quiet anger and frustration of a people whose lives are made exponentially harder by the paternalistic legislation and dogma of governments and activists that many of them will never meet. That's interesting. And, and a, a new take on the on the seal hunt and maybe mm-hmm. why it's not such a bad that is thing. interesting very cool uh a miracle on christmas lake uh you know more friends of ours uh with this film uh all about a 16 uh, year old boy dealing with the loss of his friend uh and uh finds a magical pond of some sort that seems to help him uh get through that we don't know all the specifics but uh it's uh it's a uh, the night pond but it was called the night pond i've now changed now changed the title to a chris uh, a miracle on christmas lake yeah, tons of tons of awesome people uh, yeah, worked on that yeah, movie for sure. Uh, another film called "Considering Love and Other Magic." Fact and fiction collide when troubled teen Jesse Wilson agrees to tutor Tommy, a fourteen-year-old, convinced that he's a work of fiction magically conjured from the pages of a short story. Conjured, Con- <laughs> conjured. <laughs> er. Anyway, so that's from Calgary filmmaker Dave Schultz. And then the final one that we want to talk about is a movie called "In Control." Mm. Um, 
It's about a group of university students. Yeah, what's that all about? It's about a group of university (laughs) students. uh, And they discover a device that allows them to take control of others. Uh, And this was made by two uh, filmmakers. I didn't even know that, but we just had a long conversation with these two two filmmakers. Um, That sounds like an interesting movie. And uh, they are certainly interesting filmmakers. Their names are Kurt Harder and Chris Ball. And they're on the show right now. And we're rolling. And we're here. Kurt and Chris from, uh, well, wh- wh- where do we begin? I don't even know. Yeah, because firstly, timely is the congratulations on In Control, because that's in Calgary International, and I should say the mics get nice and close because they're a little... Um, but uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that film was done, and now it's in the it's in the festival, so that's great. It's actually it's actually not done. We're still coloring. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're just wrapping up color, yeah. yeah. That's good. It'll be it'll it'll be done probably the probably the day before. And, no, yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, two local Calgary filmmakers, literally right in the middle of making a movie right now, as we speak. They've got four it. hours of sleep sitting down with us, so we're super thankful that you guys could make that work. Um, I, I mean, I feel like we should start at the beginning. Well, what's the beginning? I don't know. Well, Let's I, ask them. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right, I, don't, right. I don't mean like where were you born, but I want to talk about uh, Cody Fitz then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Cody Fitz. We were all like seventeen to nineteen, I think, our whole right. group. And me and Chris had kind of met, kind of just working on different projects as crew members. And he had kind of come out to actually audition. And I'm like, ah, we. I had someone else in mind already, pretty much cast in my head. And Chris came out and just like blew the audition away. And we were all like, all right, this kid's amazing. And he ended up coming out to act in the film. And through it, just kept helping us with little producing things. Yeah, yeah, and. I had no idea, but little did I know that he would end up being like the only producer I really work with. <laughs> okay, right, right. And he's yeah. just this actor kid that kind of came out. But but you also have kind of built your own audience and, and have done a lot of uh, I don't know if it's parkour, but but a lot of stunt stuff. Yeah, I mean, through I was always a I was always a bit of a kind of a punk kid posting uh, stunts and videos of me jumping off bridges onto trains, like yeah, on YouTube when I was a kid and getting into all sorts of trouble. And uh, and it's funny, even when I met when I met Kurt for the first time. The last time that he had seen me was like a year before when I was on the I was on the news for you know doing all of this all of these illegal things. <laughs> right. So it was, it was it was really weird how Kurt and, how Kurt and I connected, and uh, and then just through uh, doing music videos after Cody Fitz for about one to two years, and then we we kind of just sat down one day and said, well, like w- what do we want to do? We don't want to be doing music videos for the rest of our lives. Let's 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 do a feature. So we uh, we literally saved every paycheck that we had for six months raised half the money uh, ourselves and and then uh, and and did in control last last summer wow so what what is tell us what Cody Fitz is yeah so Cody Fitz kind of is more of a character drama right um, a much less marketable type of film than, right, uh, than what what maybe we should have done but I think it was much more of a personal project for me yeah and kind of working through I had a friend take his own life mm. and I kind of wanted to explore the idea that you don't really know the people around you even if you're super close to them so the right. friends that you're really close to there's probably more going on than they let you right of course on. which is also interesting because that seems to be a similar theme as well as with I kind of just almost noticed this with in control which is of course uh, about these these kids who discover a mind control device or a device that allows them to control the minds and, and experience other people it's kind of almost a similar theme like you don't really know you know who you don't really know who's who or or, or who somebody really is and i think that's interesting for that that's mm-hmm. interesting um but yeah we we were all super young and it's just kind of it was just about these three guys um and three friends and just they're all close to each other but they truly don't know 
right. what's going on in each other's okay. lives. So you kind of are super self-involved in the sense that you're might be going through something yourself, but your best friend could be going through the same thing and you have no idea. And even though your best friends, it might just be one of those topics you don't talk yeah, about. It just, right? it just doesn't come up in day to day because you kind of just, yeah, don't really go into that with detail. Right. So yeah, a big thing about that film was just kind of part of it was processing the loss of my friend and, uh, and then just kind of creating this thing where you're kind of just exploring. And also getting, and get, get, getting her foot in the door in the industry too is a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and so how 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 long a shoot was it? That was pretty quick. I think it was like seventeen days. Seventeen days, okay. I think. Cool. Um, yeah, the whole thing of that was it was just all my own money, and then I was able to get the uh, the, the AFA AFA grant. Yeah. yeah, so we got that actually three days into the shoot. So we were already fully rolling. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, we yeah. got it. We're like, all right, we can afford post now. Yeah, it's not. Great. I'm not going to be in debt. Like, <laughs> right. crazy amount of money. What um, was the budget on it? Uh, it was like under 20 grand, I think. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Holy. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. I went to that screening, which was huge. It was, yeah. it was packed. And um, yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. That's, yeah. a, that's a very small budget. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was all like all our actors were volunteer. We were non-union. Yeah. Um, it was all friends of mine as crew right, members. Right. I think our first AC Vince, who's now doing really well in the industry, was like 15 years old or something <laughs> as, our, as our first AC. Right, just right. like... And so, like, all of us were just, like, these kids out of high yeah. school that literally had not really any idea what we were doing, but just mm-hmm. kind of trying to mimic what a real shoot was like. I remember when you were on dry land, and yeah. I think you were first AC or second AC? Second, yeah, I think so. And and then, like, it was just a couple, felt like days, yeah. but it must have been months later that you were making a feature. And I was yeah. like, what the, f- what did, what, how did that happen? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, what was was in control next then, or was it? Has there been? I, well, there's I know you've a, there's been, quite a few years. And there's in between, been some travel, right. and I've done yeah. some work over a couple overseas. years of, of yeah, of, yeah, like I said, music videos and and commercials, and uh, and and things like that. And we were actually um, uh, we were trying to prep another film. We were in Van for a we long in, time. Yeah, we were in Vancouver prepping a uh, prepping which would ho- which will hopefully be our next film um, for about probably about a year. We had an, an investor interested. Uh, for, for for a lot of money, and I mean, and a, a part of it, looking back on it, was us being a little naive too, because we're like, oh yeah, he, like he's in, he wants to do right. it. And Talking to lawyers, but even then, it's like it's not real until the money's in the account. Yeah, so you yeah. just you constantly just. I I like, think it's not real until you've spent all the money <laughs> in the account and you're wrapped. Right. 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 <laughs> and, Still not real. <laughs> yeah. So we're so we we're we we're prepping a film. I mean, we we're, we we had been location scouting. We were looking at like we were looking at crew. We were as as, as close as you could be to pre production. Yeah. Without actually, without actually being there, and then all of a sudden, it just, it just, it just fell through. What was it called? It's called Pill. Okay. Yeah. Are you still trying? We will eventually make it. It's kind of our big passion project, but I think it just because of the scale of it, it's a much bigger film than Mm -hmm. anything we've done before. And we're we were kind of always given the advice: keep your movie self-contained, small cast. Well, one location that, yeah. and we have always done the exact opposite <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what's funny is we're doing that now with uh with the with the film that yeah, we're doing now yeah. but but uh in control came from this place of well we've done all this work we we're prepping a film for a year and we said well why don't we just want to like let's do something let's do something this summer and so that's uh like i said uh, kurt and i saved every paycheck and, we, and then we we did that film out of a place of just of just needing to do something and and be creative cool so so what's that? That one's the, the mind control kind of premise. Yeah. Um, how big was the cast on that one? 
it was like 40, 40, 41 people. So, right. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's, yeah, the cat, we had a cast of 40 speaking roles. That's how we got something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that sounds like too many. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 after uh, doing a movie like the one that we're doing now, where we yeah. have like less than ten, yeah. it's like thinking back and, to casting that many people. I don't remember what. Yeah, well, and, and you yeah. know what's what's funny is uh, I went into I went into actor a few weeks ago, and we were just uh, we were just you know telling stories and, and talking about it, and they said that when I, the the first time that I came in to actor to, to introduce myself, and when I left, I told them what we were going to do, and yeah, we got forty cast members and twenty five shooting locations and twenty one shooting days. I left, and they said, "There's no way they're going to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no way that kid is going to is going to pull it off." And um, but we did, um, yeah, and. Yeah. Proven them wrong this year at SIF. Yeah, it's, That's it's, yeah. it's playing the day after we wrap this one. So, <laughs> actually, oh actually the day the day of wrap because we'll we'll shoot all Friday night <laughs> right. until probably right. six or seven in the morning. Right. Sleep for a couple hours and then go to the premiere. That's nice. awesome! Yeah. Wow, that's super exciting. And then uh, does that take us to Stillborn? Is that the route? Well, there's more. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I know. I've I've seen like Instagram. You you've been in like Uganda or something. You, yeah. You so like, kind of. Well, this was a lot of this was before uh, in control because in control we kind of right, me and yeah. Chris kind of sat down. We're like, well, what do we really want to do? How do like we we're still we still want to get pill off the ground. It's like superhero flick, but what can we do in the meantime to kind of bridge yeah. ourselves to that? And so. We didn't want to just keep making music videos and commercials, and it's. I enjoy those. It's. I still want to keep doing them, yeah. but our it's eye not, is definitely on features. And, and it's and it's also it's also not very sustainable. At least not at least not, not in Calgary. Right. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's. Yeah. So after Cody Fitz, um, I moved out to Vancouver, and then Chris ended up coming. We became roommates. Right. Okay. And so I was uh, starting out as a second AC, like from Dryland mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was working pretty much full time as a camera assistant. And I kind of wanted to transition. Same kind of thing where I didn't want to keep doing camera forever. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I got to cut it off. So I call all the producers. I'm like, I don't AC anymore. Mm. If you want to hire me as a director, I am fully game. Nice. But And so for two years, I continued to get AC offers. Right, right. And I'm like, I can't do it. No. <laughs> yeah. And even I was like barely paying rent. I'm like, mm-hmm. I still can't take that job because that kind of, yeah. for me anyways, I like to just focus on one thing. And if I get too sidetracked, it just... Mm-hmm. So, but I was able to transition. So what me and Chris did was we're like, well, let's do music videos. We we're like 19, 20 at the time. We're like, how do we do music videos? So we looked at like a contacted just a ton of bands said, Hey, do you want to do a music video? Do you have 500 bucks? Do you have a thousand bucks? And what we did is we pooled, I think six artists together, yeah. um, rented gear for one week and just shot a music video every day. And cool. so at wow. the end of this week, we had like six eight. or seven. No, we, we did eight music videos in seven days. <laughs> eight Holy music shit. videos in seven days, yeah. <laughs> wow. And so then all of a sudden, it's like within a week, we had a full music video reel that we could just pitch to artists. And so we just mm-hmm. started doing that full time. Um, and then basically what I was doing a lot as well, I started doing a lot more commercial world stuff. So I was working with a lot of charities and, right. and different and that's what was organizations. Taking, that's what was taking you around the so world. So I was going down to like, uh, wow. it was like Columbia. I went to yeah. Africa a few times. Um, just shooting pretty cool locations of just like yeah. being able to, and it, also with that kind of stuff, it's it's cool to be involved with organizations that are actually doing stuff in the world and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and see how they actually interact. Because with a lot of charities, you don't know where the money is going, and right. it was cool to see how different charities are actually improving the world. Right, right. So, wow. it was, it was so what kind of stuff were you filming? It was a lot of <clears throat> what I was doing is a lot of. Uh, working with musicians actually that do like live events here and uh, they need like a promo video. So what we would do is we would craft kind of a personalized commercial with, I think we did like a hundred 
different like commercials with different ones with a couple different organizations well, by the end of it over a couple of years and it was basically just an artist would go in see what the organization is doing and we would film them through that kind of process and see from their eyes of what they see and so they would be able to take this two three minute video commercial into like concerts or different things and mm. be able to like truly be like hey i was here i saw the difference right, right. and it's not just some promo video that right wow. i mean we did a bunch of those as well like different like spots and stuff mm -hmm. but it was a lot of uh just kind of working with personalized commercials cool yeah. so so in this narrative kurt is making this movie cody fits and chris just kind of comes out of the blue yeah. and uh what where's where's the background for you chris where did you come from before um well so i had to stop making videos uh on uh, or stop posting legal videos on youtube from advice from my lawyer right so <laughs> i uh, so i got into props actually i um as a way to just uh it was it, for me it was like well what's what's the quickest way that i can get on set get work on set and be doing this and obviously i'm sure a lot of people would agree acting's not really the it's the, not the easiest it's not way. the easiest or or the quickest way to get you know con consistent work right. so i had an opportunity for a, a props job and uh and I, I i got into it and and, and stayed stayed with it and worked at it and just kind of worked my way up through the through the props chain of over the last over the last four years between between Calgary and Vancouver. So um, I worked on like, Hell on Wheels, Fargo, Interstellar, The Revenant, and then and then was out in Vancouver for the last year. So kind of just just back and forth. And and, it was, and Kurt and I would always, even even though Kurt would be, you know, it, traveling the world doing these videos, or I'd be on set of of The Revenant or Revenant, we were always talking. We were always like, right. okay, like, when are we gonna do it? When are we gonna do a film? What's next? What are we gonna do? And then I, I'd be telling him, I'd be like, well, I just met this guy on set that could flip a car for us, or something like that. Right, like, right. I was always like, even though, even though this, I, I, I think of it as, you know, my day job paying, you know, paying my bills. I, I still, I still love it. I still love being on set and, and also you, and also using it as a way, uh, as a way to stay connected in the industry and see what, and see what people are up to. Cause I'm sure you guys would agree that the local landscape of the, the filmmaking landscape in Alberta is constantly changing. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. for me, it seems to change almost every six months. I mean, I was in Vancouver for, I was in Vancouver for eight months. I come back and, or you come back and, and you notice like, oh, this second AC is now a first AC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this person doesn't, this person doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, this, who's this new kid that, you know, just came in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always changing. So I think the more that you can be working in that industry in any capacity, whether you're an extra or a PA or a director or anything, as long as you're involved in that community, in that landscape, you'll stay connected and, and, and you'll, you'll kind of just be in the know. And I think any, any bit of that uh, helps immensely. Yeah, I think that's good advice for sure. One, just Chris's experience with like what a union set should look like has, mm -hmm. yeah. has helped him a ton with yeah. just in producing and everything and being able to have some standards that he sets that we try to match. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> right. we try right our best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make this like The Revenant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it's good. It's good as a producer to, to be on the other side, mm -hmm. right? And to, to kind of get what decisions the producers make, how those affect the crew mm -hmm. exactly. um, and actually live through that is, uh, is important. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, and I think it also gives it, it, uh, it gives your, um, it gives your, uh, your voice as a producer, some authority that I find. Cause I mean, I've been on set as a crew member where you'll have a producer come in and be like, Oh, well, let's do this and let's do that. And you're thinking to yourself like, man, you've never been on a yeah, set. That's kind of like, talking about. Yeah. You know, like you, you don't even know what we do. Like, yeah. And uh, so it kind of gives, I, I think it, it just, it gives you some merit even with, uh, you know, just just making decisions, 
you know, I, I mean, I, I, I hope that the true, the crew can, can trust me with, with, with our decisions because right. it's like, I've, I've been there. Goodness, I know what it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, I, I know night shoots suck. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. here's a flat of Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. So stillborn, how did that come about? What, what was the, uh, kernel of that? Yeah. So, uh, I've been friends with a director named Colin Minihan. He's one half of the Vicious Brothers. They're a directing duo that have done a bunch of really successful films in, in Vancouver. They did a movie called Grave Encounters, which has done really well. And they more recently did another movie called Extraterrestrial, which is just this huge looking alien film where the aliens are coming down and crazy CGI shots. It's cool. like a super impressive yeah, film. Very, very talented. Um, so I'd been able to kind of help... Um, working with him kind of as a, like helping him edit and just kind of seeing his process. And he's been like a huge mentor for me coming into stillborn, um, or sorry, in control where he was our, one of our execs, oh, okay. just kind of nice. guiding us through from wow. like the script. He was giving us notes on the script to giving us advice while we were shooting it. That's great. All the way through post. And, and also, also the things that we, that we weren't so savvy on, like some of the business things where it's like, Oh, you need a clearance report so that you don't get sued. And we're right. like, what's that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Never really dealt with those for sure. For sure. So yeah. yeah. His experience with kind of taking films all the way through to a pretty successful yeah. point has been hugely advantageous. I bet. And so basically after we wrapped in control and he kind of saw what we'd pulled off in Alberta, they had this other script called stillborn that him and oh. a good friend of our Brandon Christensen, who's directing this one, they had written together hmm. and they had just produced this uh the zombie film down in vegas and they were planning to just kind of roll into this one in vegas for oh. for next to no money and hmm. basically after they saw a kind of in control they're like whoa you guys shot this for how much and where and so, <laughs> so basically we were kind of just always in the talks and we're like what if we shot this movie in calgary nice and basically brandon grew up here mm-hmm. and had moved to vegas like 10 oh. years ago so it's like this weird kind of connection back to calgary mm. that he was able to come back and his parents still live here so it's like oh, it's an great. easy transition yeah it all, um, it, all, it all works out surprisingly yeah. well i mean i shouldn't say that we still have seven days of shooting left right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> yeah. but it's so, one of those things i mean um that if maybe if it wasn't like that it wouldn't have worked out in the first place right like it's those it's those kind of natural synergies that we're at least we're finding in making this movie um, where you have those, those weird yeah those weird coincidences like this is the only reason this can happen is because mm-hmm. of so many weird coincidences coming together to make a movie yeah um, cool so well, that's uh, a, a big thing actually about just throwing back to In Control is we were originally going to shoot the whole thing in Vancouver with like with some splinter unit here stuff that we wanted to shoot a couple scenes in Calgary because right. we really like for some of the things that really worked um, but as a process through putting the movie together in Vancouver it ended up just being slowly pulled to Calgary until Chris and I, I think what was it? 20, it was 20 days. Yeah. 20 days before shooting, we were looking at the list of stuff that we had locked for Calgary of, you know, locations mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, actors and, you know, crew, everything. And what we had like locked down for Vancouver. And it was like, the, it was like nothing. We were, it, and also everything in Vancouver, and everyone will tell you this, it's, it's so expensive. Everything mm-hmm. from even yeah. just, like, the housing market to locations, crew, gear, everything. I mean, there's, there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, we found um, like just looking at our budget locations, for example, in Vancouver, It'd be like ten times the amount. Yeah. Literally yeah. ten times more. Wow. We, were, we were looking at a at a condo or this uh, this this uh, penthouse, the same square footage of the one we ended up shooting in in Calgary. I wanted the guy wanted like ten grand for the day. Oh my god! And he, yeah. yeah, he's like, "Well, well, this sci-fi show was here last yeah. week, and yes. they paid me. That's the problem. Paid me ten grand for a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're so used to it that yeah, 
Yeah, and and luckily, uh, I mean, luckily with you know Calgary is still uh, is still I feel like an exciting new place for for film. It's, it still it still has that euphoria. The euphoria right. hasn't worn off yet. Mm-hmm. Where film's still cool and, and yeah, it's, Hollywood is here. Yeah, come see. Or it's yeah. like you know, do you guys ever have it where people are like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, you're like oh, I work in film. And people here are like, oh, that's so cool. Like you know, it's like tell me more. And you just, and, and but then in Vancouver, you're like, yeah, I work in film. And they're you're like, like oh. yes. So does everybody. Yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. Oh. I was really trying to impress that person. It didn't work out at all. <laughs> so did either guys? Did either of you go to state for training, or you kind of self? No, I, I got rejected from state. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, uh, I was thinking about going to film school, but apparently yeah. they need a high school diploma and um, some dumb reason. Right. And you were too busy jumping off buildings to, to get <laughs> too, too yeah, busy yeah. finding losses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. I think it's a great it's a great story because I know a lot of people get rejected from state or don't even give a shit about it mm. um which is cool because it's it's important to remember that there's nothing mm. stopping you right you don't know yeah. it's permission I think, to I do think this there's there's many ways to get into the film yeah. industry i don't think that i don't want to bash film school or anything for me it was just it, i was already working on this camera system for me that i was learning more yeah on one movie than i think i would have learned on film school because sure. it's, yeah. it's such a you're just thrown into mm-hmm the fire and it's like right. okay survive kid yeah. or get out yeah and mm-hmm. so film school is a bit nicer because you get to work with people your age and it can be it's just i think it yeah i mean it's your own it's just different you just have to be i think you have to be honest about your expectations you know the, the one thing you say I'll, I'll never knock film school but i say you know if, if you're if you're going to go to film school and expect to come out of it with a job mm-hmm. you know that that's where i that's where i feel like people need to just be a little more honest about their expectations because it, it's but to, to be fair i mean it, it from a technical side i mean so so many people that we've worked with on on our last two sets uh you know went to state and are awesome and amazing I, I think it's just it's it's just different different expectations it's not like a it's not like a university where they're like, oh yeah, we'll put you in a job placement program. Right, right. You know, you'll come out with an internship. Like it can be because just because of how volatile and inconsistent the film industry is, mm-hmm. it's. I think it's impossible to have that kind to have that. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a tough industry for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kurt and I may be a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, well, I would say Matt and I are probably biased towards going. Sure, to and, but but there's course. no right yeah. way, and, the, no, and you, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like my way works for me, so yeah. it's the right way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, back to Stillborn, though. So so once you're once you've made the decision to shoot the whole thing in Calgary mm-hmm. um, for, that, in, for in control yeah. oh that was in control it was in control we switched over from Vancouver to Calgary oh, okay. so the plan with Stillborn was always to shoot here the whole time yes yeah. be, because of our experience right. in, right. in control oh, okay, and so we were okay. talking about fun, like interesting coincidences just it was it was, yeah, it was like 20 days before shooting we switched over everything to Calgary uh, 95% we, so we still did a couple um, some second unit pickup yeah, shots and, and some small things in Vancouver like uh, you know, just to kind of establish the ocean and stuff, but mm. um, but for the most part, it was all shot in Calgary. And mm. then, so yeah, cut to a year later with 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 uh, with Stillborn, we really we really pushed the guys. We're like, well, no, you know, we had a similar feeling of you know, oh, we need to go to Vancouver or Toronto. Right. And that was so easily quashed by our experience right. in, Cal- in Calgary, shooting yeah. the whole thing in Calgary. Yeah. So when did uh, like like I I kind of want to like like go through the whole film for Stillborn like so so when did the crew start coming together and what was casting like and, and how did everything go to get there? Um, yeah, so basically I was still here doing post on In Control. Uh, 
and like Colin was over yeah. in Toronto. Chris was I was in, in I was Vancouver. In, I was working on May series in Vancouver. Brandon was doing commercials in Vegas. We were all kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. and I was kind of here. Right. So I was able to do some of the groundwork, but it wasn't until kind of Chris got back. Uh, Colin flew in about I think it was just about a month before when we were like mm-hmm. full on pre production. But it was, it was interesting. We because I, I wanted as much obviously as much pre production time as possible. So I came in the first week of July. Kurt and I really. Uh, really started hitting up, you know, uh, locations and crew, and we, I mean, we locked down, we locked down a few, a few crew members in in July, but then, I mean, we we wanted to have a house, like, you know, two months. We wanted to own own the house for like two months before, yeah, you know, a yeah. month of pre production, right. set everything up, pre rig it, sure. all that stuff. Uh, house hunting was the was easily the the toughest. I, I bet, mean, yeah. Uh, it was like every every day. We probably looked at three hundred houses. Oh my god! Yeah, and then wow. it, the the house that you'd find that would be perfect. They would be you know they don't want a short term renter. Yeah, or right. you know it's yeah. just it's oh it was it was next and, to impossible. And it's difficult just because so much of it happens in the house that you just need it locked down for. Yeah, you need that you need all that yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like a short term rental. It's not when on in control we had a lot of locations right but it was almost easier in a lot of senses because like oh we just need your house for a day yeah mm-hmm. and it's like we can get in and out and right like, people are no a lot problem. more open yeah no problem yeah, yeah. yeah. By the, yeah. by the time they realize how much gear you have, it's like, yeah, oh, it's well, too late. It's, it's too late. Too late. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you're, and you're out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, how'd you find the house that you're in? What was the story there? Is it just one, not like number 301 that just worked or? Kind of. So, well, so, um, uh, so Brandon's folks had a place here that, uh, that he was, that he was staying at. And, uh, and, but we never, I guess, I guess we, we never really saw it as a potential, as a potential location. Cause we were always, I mean, we had such a specific, um, spectrum that we needed to fill of like, Oh, it has to have this for this gig or it this has to kind have of this. bathroom, this, this kind, kind of, of bathroom, area. this yeah. kind of mirror, like so many, so many of those things, um, where if, you know, if, if you have a million dollars, you can just, you know, make build mirrors, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so we were looking forever, forever and forever. We had a house locked down that had most of, most of the elements, most of the elements that we wanted. And they were sell they were selling it, so we were hoping to. They hadn't had an offer yet. We were hoping that to <coughs> film in that that month. So even if they got even if they got right. an offer, we have warning. Yeah. We could you know film before the the new owners took possession. Everything was going to work out. They were super supportive. Then uh, the Friday before we were supposed to get in the house on the Monday. This is a week before shooting, by the way. Oh on the Friday, they uh, they got an offer with a firm possession date up in the middle in the middle right of our shoot. Oh my god! Yeah. So they asked us if we could push. Obviously, we couldn't because we had you know we had actors flying in. We had everything booked. Right. And uh, and we just said we just like said no, like we can't do this. And so we were, there was about maybe an hour or two of kind of just back and forth negotiations of trying to make something work. And then finally, you know, we were, we were, I forget how it came up. We were, we were talking about the place that Brandon was staying at. And it was just like, well, what, like, why don't we film there? And then, and, and it became a thing of just changing a few of the, a few of the gags. And, uh, and then we ended up, we ended up get shooting, uh, shooting there. We ended up getting that house right. and just changing and just changing the script, honestly, to, yeah, to suit to those needs and looking, looking back on it in hindsight, it was like, we should have, you know, we, we absolutely should have gone to that house from the start. Cause it's just, it's working out really well. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous location. Are you, are you running operations out of there too? Or like, is it that kind of, is that home for the next yeah, it's it's our whole base camp. The whole the whole basement is basically our production office. We've got uh, like we've got a TV hooked up to our, our computer, so we can watch dailies at the end wow. of each day. Nice. Colin is uh, Colin's basically cutting the movie as we're going. So wow. as soon as they're done shooting a scene, uh, by the end of the day, we'll have a rough cut of that scene already to be able to say, oh, you know what? Well, we kind of missed that insert there. Let's you know, let's go back. Oh my god, that's awesome! Like that. Wow, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, it's really really cool. So we're getting ahead of ourselves. What's the script about? What was what's Stillborn about? So Stillborn follows this uh, new mother named Mary, 
who she was about to have twins but loses one of them in childbirth and uh-huh. the, the opening scene is this, this birthing scene it's, we just shot it a couple days ago and it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible actually yeah. I'm pretty excited about it but basically she loses one of the children and through her kind of depressive stages starts to suspect that there was there's an outside supernatural force that took that original baby and has now come back to take the other one. Oh wow and so it's a huge play on kind of postpartum depression psychosis mm-hmm. versus is there actually right, this right. demon this little mash to right who's come to take her baby yeah. and a lot of the lore is based on a, a true um, it's, it's, it's yeah. a true there's like actually folklore with this with this this demon that that steals there's a that baby steals stealing demon so, from, so there's a bit of a yeah that's cool. a nice yeah, time so yeah it's a lot of uh just kind of playing on is she crazy or is there actually this threat that is right. coming and the whole movie kind of toys with your mind of whether or not yeah, yeah. do we trust her or right. is she the actual That's threat great. to her child? I like that. Yeah. So h- how has it been going? I mean, obviously that sounds like some positive stuff. So what what, what day are we at now of of 20 days? So we're going yeah. into day 14. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we get six, six days left. So we're past, yeah. we're past the halfway point. We're pretty um, almost on the home stretch. So and it's, it's going it's going great it's awesome we're we've eighty uh, percent of it's all in one house and we've already shot all of the all the stuff that's outside of the house we're we're in the house for the last week it's it's nice we got a couple night shoots I, we just had a night shoot last night and then came here hence the four hours <laughs> hence, yeah, hence yeah, the four hours of sleep yeah but no it's 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 been awesome I mean it's it's uh, I'm still in the euphoric stage of just like this is awesome. It's we're happening. Making, yeah. We're making a movie, yeah. but no, it's cool. It's cool. Trying to play cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, what's so what's next? Like what what's left to do? I guess a couple days, but then but then yeah. you go into post. And what's the plan there? Uh, it's well, just it'll gonna... mostly be Colin and Brandon kind of cutting it together. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been kind of helping with a bit of the editing here and there. Yeah, well, but, I mean, uh, we we've got the premiere for In Control. Yeah, the the day the day that we wrap, so we'll we'll be busy with the festival sure, yeah, and sure. things like that. And then, uh, I mean, we, have, we like we st- it's it's so funny. We're in the middle of this movie and we're thinking, oh, what's next for Stillborn? And we're like, oh wait, we still have another movie that we have to do something with, up, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that or, I mean, finish up. But even when it premieres, it's like, well, we gotta you know we gotta get that out there. We gotta try. You know, we have to finish that chapter before we even we, before we can even you know think about before you even think about stillborn i mean we want to do kurt and i personally we want to do a film every year right yeah, at least yeah. that's great yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple early things in development now, mm-hmm. but nothing nothing locked in stone. Sure. Yeah. So there's a few movies, um, even working with Colin, there's some other scripts that we're kind of looking into the possibility of what it would take to get him off the ground. Yeah, and it's been a, um, because it's it's been a very positive experience working working with him here in Calgary. I mean, we're we're very much sold on the idea of bringing you know that bringing his network and the people that he's involved in and the scripts that he wants to do and bringing that to Calgary. And, and mm-hmm. I think and that would be awesome for. Uh, for the you know for the community here is just to bring more. Yeah. I mean and and also like thank God thank God for you guys doing a you know doing, right. doing a well, film right after uh, yeah. right after ours and, and, and right back at you yeah, yeah and, 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 well, keep, yeah. and keeping everybody keeping everybody busy because mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a slow year I know like you yeah know, good yeah. years and bad yeah. years mm-hmm. and and uh, I mean the, uh, yeah. I the more we, work we can bring the better right I don't know if we've talked about the kind of the, the deal that we've got going on the podcast but just like rolling over crew from from show to show has been awesome. Yeah. For both of us, I think. Yeah, well, and because when we when we first started doing ours, of course, um, I was talking earlier. You, you look at the landscape of, of what's going on in the community. And you're like, oh, there's actually there's all these projects going on. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you, you and 
uh, instinctively, I find a lot of people um, can be very competitive in the in the independent film industry, where they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I, I want the I want the yeah, crew, yeah, yeah. I want my to crew, do this, yeah, my crew, my film." And uh, instead, Kurt and I just took a just had an opposite approach, and, and thank God you guys were open to it as well, and we've been able to make this work. We just uh, uh, we were just like, "Well, like, what can we what can we do to make this work?" And it's like, "Well, work together, how can we schedule?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and then we ended up getting the the same director of photography, Brad, yeah. who's just who's awesome, and then we ended up making it work with shooting out our film having a week off and then rolling into your guys's film right right it's gonna be cool and me, i mean matt and i want to make a movie every year too so we do yeah. this will be a thing we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah we can always be back to back yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool and it's 80 percent of our crew too is uh, like, yeah. it's actually maybe more yeah yeah it's a ton a ton of yeah, crews. Yeah. yeah well but and the, the the coolest part was um was you know i remember the day we met up and it was like oh well who do you have doing this or who do you have doing that yeah and, and just swap sw- yeah, swapping yeah. contacts yeah and, exactly and kind of piece it together yeah. Yeah. as a team yeah that was mm-hmm. cool and then we of course get the benefit of um I guess they'll be tired, but <laughs> but they'll have that working relationship, right? Yeah, yeah so exactly. Yeah. Has already yeah. kind of come together, so For sure. mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, lots of effects in Stillborn, or is that surprisingly in- less than you would expect? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. We've got this this great actress uh, playing the Lamash too. Um, is this older woman who she's an erotic. She's a she's an, an erotic a, a, an erotic horror novelist erotic and horror erotic horror <laughs> yeah and so uh, she wrote Twilight yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yes yeah. Diane Snape. Diane Snape how's really? that how's oh that oh my god how, amazing how's yeah. that for a horror author like yeah. yeah and and she's been great I mean initially we were gonna do you know a whole bunch of prosthetics a whole bunch of stuff to make her. Uh, this, this sounds terrible, but it, it, to make her creepy, but right. she was already creepy enough. Wow. And I mean this in the best way, but she's, she's the, the nicest lady and she's, and she's awesome. But yeah, once we saw her, it was like, oh, it was like, we, we only have to do like half of it. And, and so it ended up just, it's just body paint, some prosthetics, and it's actually very, very minimal. Hmm. The effects have been, uh, there's not even a whole lot of VFX. There's some really cool practical effects. We got... Uh, we got some rain towers out. We got some uh, wow, breaking, awesome. breaking down some doors, things like that, which are which Glass are breaks and stuff. Yeah, which are, which is it's a it's a and, a and a couple stunts or one stunt, uh, and it's it's always nice when you can do stuff like that practically. Yeah, I think. So, um, what was it like getting a baby? Did you get a baby? <laughs> right. So we we kind of lucked out, and this was a bit planned, but uh, Brandon's brother just had a newborn child, <laughs> and so they were just open to the idea of. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like two three weeks before we started shooting. Three, Sweet. yeah, three weeks. Yeah, Sweet. I think I saw a picture and I was like, yeah. "That's fresh baby." I was like, "That's yeah. a fresh." Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the baby is actually like we we actually had to work it into the scheduling a little bit because the baby's growing so fast. Right, yeah, but yeah, yeah. at the end, of, we couldn't have any scenes with the baby that take place earlier in the movie too late in the right. film schedule mm. because the baby would actually right. be would be exponentially bigger. Right, right, right. It just wouldn't look like yeah. a newborn. We've yeah. been noticing it <laughs> grow too. Yeah. It's like yeah. we did wow. a birthing scene a couple It's getting more ago. hair too. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. crazy. So what, you just like keep it in the closet uh, you know, when you're not Pretty, filming? Like yeah. overnight, just leave him. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> He's on Firewatch. And, yeah. yeah, well we got, a, and we got a really good prop baby too um, that we got off Amazon. Apparently there's there's a whole, commu- a whole niche community of people who make fake babies like lifelike real babies is it like is it for those um those like training courses or something or is it just so i know it's a hobby but so i was i was surprised i thought that as i thought that as well like oh maybe it's like a medical thing but it's not it's uh it's actually 
um, people who lo- who lose a child, it's a therapeutic thing oh, for, okay. for them to have like a, a lifelike baby. It's part of like that's the, much less creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hobby. What do you do for for your hobby? I make babies. Yeah. No, but then there is people like that too. And our the baby that we bought actually got stuck at the border. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't release. It. I got stuck at the border of Montana, and so I had to. It's like two days, two days before shooting. I had to drive down to Montana <laughs> to get a baby, <laughs> to get the baby, <laughs> and maybe two life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like oh, Apparent, yeah. Apparently, Where's fake. Yeah, exactly. Fake babies are one of those things that people like to transport drugs in. I, fi- I figured oh, out. Interesting. So what? I, yes. Oh my god. I know. So I, I had wow. to convince the the border patrol that me, like a a a twenty five year old adult, is just buying a life like baby. Whoa, right. Just I need to know how that conversation went. <laughs> Did you, did you like have to bring up IMDb and be like, look, I am a filmmaker? But so, but here, here's the thing I want to run to. If I said that I was bringing it in for a film because I've I've imported props over the border before, you need yeah. a commercial, you need a commercial oh. uh, import agreement. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I had to just say like, it's it's just for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I just, just really, like I just really, really want, want I just really want this baby. <laughs> Yeah. And that flew? No, that flew. Yeah, he was very confused. Right. And I think a little creeped out. But there's but, no drugs in the baby. But there's no drugs <laughs> that I know of. You're on a list somewhere for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somewhere, somewhere, uh, some border patrol agents listening to this yeah. podcast. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's so fun. Hmm. Um, and uh, and some big cast news that just kind of yeah. happened and then and then was over. Suddenly. Yeah. Um, Tell us about that. We had a great casting director, Tiffany Mack, out of Vancouver. Um, who helped us a pun. We have got some great cast. We mm-hmm. got Christy Burke. She was a small part in Twilight. She's been doing TV out there. She's been just killing it. She's been doing a lot of the, the role, very method. So mm-hmm. She's been living oh. in the house yeah. and really, really? tackling mm-hmm. the, the wow. character wow. a lot. So um, she's been yeah. trying and, to process the, the character outside of the shoot. Well, so it's been, wow. it's been very interesting kind and of work then, with her. Yeah, and then an interesting story. We had uh, we had somebody lined up for this this uh, for this small role who uh, actually had to back out for from a scheduling conflict. So uh, so we called Michael Ironside, and uh, just who Colin knows uh, through the, he was in Colin's last film and uh, and their friends and called him up and he had ah. the, one day. Uh, in his in his schedule between uh, this TV show that he's doing and this other movie that he's starting, and it just which happened to be the exact day. Happened to be the day that we had booked. No way! Wow. Um, for that anyway. Oh. So he uh, so he he came out and did a did a small did a small role in our film. Amazing. Yeah, he's a couple amazing. scenes throughout yeah. the film that he kind of can reoccurring. You, can you imagine as an actor being that busy? Where it's like you've got a day off <laughs> yeah, between yeah. these shows, and someone calls you like, "Hey, you want to do a movie on this day?" And you're yeah. Like, yes. And I'll he, fly to another city. I, this is fucked. This is like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, it was, it was, it was, it was so awesome. Cause I mean, obviously we were, anytime you bring in an actor like that, you're like, well, what is this going to be like? I mean, I was nervous as hell personally, mm-hmm. yeah. but he was so cool. He was talking to our wardrobe girl and saying like, you know, he was like, he knows, he knows how low budget we are. So he actually went to the wardrobe department on his other show and borrowed a suit. Oh or, my god! Um, yeah, amazing. Borrowed a suit. Super high end suit. Yeah. That amazing. that they had bought because you know they have money. Right. And uh, and then just borrowed it and brought it out. Wow. Brought it out for for our film. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. cool. Nice guy. And yeah. how was the performance? Oh, he's so brilliant. Yeah, it's cool working with a guy that just has. I mean, two hundred movies of experience. Yeah, he just knows he just, what he's he doing. He brings yeah. something. That he, it's it's fascinating working with these cut actors because they'll be looking at the camera and they'll just know their frame just by feeling like, oh, yeah. oh I heard you put a 50 on okay yeah, so I I'm don't. here yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah he's able to just completely know and then everything the, technical yeah. he was helping blocking like wow. working with Brandon to be like what if we did this and yeah like, yeah the, you know there, there are things like where it's like oh well you know we, we, well we have to punch in and you know want to move the camera in here and I remember Michael's he's like well why don't you throw on a 50 <laughs> and I'll step in here and just <laughs> cheat in a bit yeah, and, wow. then we, and we're all standing in the room like 
yeah, that, that sounds great. <laughs> like, wow. let's, let's yeah. do that. Yeah. And, um, and it was, it was really cool because usually he plays very sinister characters, obviously. And usually he's getting his limbs torn off. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or dying. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was kind of cool to see him play on um, like a lighter character. Like he's a psychiatrist, like right. who's helping he's our, who's helping help our lead. lead. Yeah. So it's, it's, and, and you could tell like he, he was having fun with that playing a lighter character, but also there's a couple moments where it does go very dark and he just taps into that and you're like, oh, okay, that's the iron that's, side. Yeah, that's the iron yeah, side that I yeah, know. Yeah. And, he, you awesome. know, and he's got like, he's got that one like really dark one liner, you know, and like mm-hmm. where it, it's just, it's total like cult status iron side. Right. So we got, right. I feel like we got a little, we got a little bit of both. It was like something different that, you know, you don't Maybe usually. Maybe new for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. New, new for him, fun for him, but you still retain that, uh, nice. you know, that iron side that we love. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. So what's the one thing that you uh, wish you had known before going into the production that you that you will always take with you for the next? What's the the important piece of information? Most important, I'm sure there. Or, are, or at least the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. No, you 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 go first, Kurt. I'm trying to think. I think like, honestly, just just locking down the house was probably our biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what we could have done differently. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think in. You know, it's a, in 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 hindsight, you can say, "Oh, well, we should have done this. We should have done that." And there was a lot of advice that we we told ourselves from in control that just even almost just didn't translate because it's every every movie is such a is such a different vehicle. But I guess the the one the one thing that I that I will say is, uh, I mean, Kurt and I we, we always say ne- never assume anything mm-hmm. when it's like when somebody says like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'll 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 come out. I'll I'll help you next week." And sure. You know, it's just, and you're just like, oh yeah, okay, that's, you know, that's cool. They'll, like they'll do it. It's like, uh, it's just it never assume, yeah, never, never assume that everything's gonna work out. <laughs> it's yeah. so, it sounds, it sounds very, it sounds very pessimistic, but it, it's. Uh, well, I think it's covering your own ass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good piece of advice. Um, what are some tips um, for people who might think that they can't make a movie for twenty thousand dollars? What are some? Uh, well, you probably just just probably don't. shouldn't. No. <laughs> probably shouldn't, but you can. Yeah, yeah. The, so, the pressure is definitely immense, and you'll probably lose friends along the way. And mm-hmm. if 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 film is your passion and you want to do that, uh, I mean, oh, we, bit, I mean, yeah, we, I, it's, it's a bit self torturous, but I think if if that's something that you really the, want to do. The, yeah, the, the 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 best advice. I mean, and it's it's funny that you always hear people say it, where they're like, you know don't give up or well, like just, you know, just do it. Don't let, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. It's funny us saying that now, but it's, it's, it's absolutely true. It's like, you know, everyone's like, you know, everyone says, Oh, if you're gonna make a movie, keep it. We were talking about earlier, keep it self-contained one location, two cast members, you know, make it easy for yourself. It's like, well, if, if you're making it easy for yourself, like where, where's the fun in that? Right. You know? So, right. <laughs> so for, for us, it's the, 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 the I think the best tip that I would give, I talked about it earlier. If, uh, if somebody wants to do a movie for twenty thousand dollars or or any amount of money, really, in the local community, is stay involved in the local community. Because if Absolutely. you, I mean, if you're if you're not involved, if people don't, like the, the best thing that you can do is even just is even just to be there. Like whether even if you're if you're just at the film parties, you know, getting drunk with these people, even that's better than someone who's not doing that. Right. Because Absolutely. at least at least you're existing to these people. They know who you are. Whether you're helping out on set, you're a PA, you're going to the premieres, what in whatever capacity that may be as long as you're somewhat involved that gives you an advantage over somebody who's not involved in, in the local community. 
community. Yeah, and as crass as it sounds, that's actually a huge money saver. Um, oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but no, like, it's true. If, yeah, you, yeah. if you don't know someone, you're much more likely to be like, yeah, that's my full rate. That's, yeah. that's going to be $100,000. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, you know this guy, and oh, yeah, I know you from here, and we've known each mm-hmm. other for a little while. Oh, it's going to be 50 k you know? Yeah, totally. It's, yeah. It's, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big thing with... I, Cody Fitz wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't been just working as a camera assistant yeah. volunteering right. on so many projects. Yeah. Like, I basically did this other movie with, where I was first AC for Brad Stuckel, who we're now working with a yeah. ton. There you go. Um, <laughs> and on Cody Fitz, uh, through him and through just kind of being like, hey, I'll come work for nothing. I'll be your first AC. Can you help me get a red camera for my shoot? And so I was able to get a red for Cody Fitz for right. next, mm. like, wow. very less, a lot less than what it should have cost. Nice. And stuff like that where I would go out for a week on a shoot and then Brett Manilek would come out with a Steadicam for a day. And stuff like that where it's like all of these like putting favors in and trying to just make it a symbiotic relationship with all these different crew members in order just to make this tiny tiny movie yeah. and work and this yeah. this this applies to you know uh, you, you you think that we're talking about the independent film community that this applies to the film community in general with, with my experience even on even on the bigger sets the the union sets you, you know whatever you want to call it everyone's everyone is usually willing to help out like even when we we had to we had to flip a we had to flip a car for uh for in control yeah and uh, see that. yeah it's it's i, I called a, i called a friend of mine Jody, who's a stunt guy that I've worked with on The Revenant and yeah. uh, and it's like in uh, Interstellar and all those things, and I called him up and was like, "Hey, man, this is this is what we want to do. We want to we want to flip a car." And he's like, "Do you want to help us out?" He's like, "Yeah, for sure, man. Like, tell me when. Like, I'll be there." He's like, "You know, I'm available this day, available that day." It's like, and you, you know, you, some, some people have this this perception that you know, well, once you get to once you make it to the big time, these bigger sets, and right. But everyone's always willing to help out. Yeah, I I find it. And I think that to me that feels like a Calgary thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a yeah. lot more so because there's there's not always work for you and you guys to keep busy all the time, right? Totally. Too, so well, and also those, those people. I mean, because it was actually Jody was telling me they understand that, like it, in a in a matter of years, in a matter of say five years or ten years, there's a there's a generation switch. Yeah. Like, you know, all all those all those old guys that are you know at the top of their game, they're not going to be around forever. Then there's the younger generation. Then within five years, there's an even younger generation. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. just it's just this it's this never-ending cycle of talented people that are replacing other talented people and i think you have to you have to figure out if you're going to be a part of that cycle or if you're going to be and there's there's guys that we've met where it's like hey do you want to help out our little our little indie show and they're like no you know my rate's a thousand dollars a day and you're like come on dude you know and things like that so it's it's uh it's people are always more willing to help than you than you might think yeah for sure for sure sure uh, so I guess the the important thing right out of the gate, I mean, we're, we're all going to keep our, our eyes open for Stillborn, but but what's the date and time and, and theater for, for In Control? Yeah, In Control plays on the 24th, uh, 9.15 p.m. at the Globe. Okay. That's our big day. We have another uh, screening, I think at 4. On the Tuesday. On oh, Tuesday, yeah. the 27th. Great. Uh, also at the Globe. Um, and then, yeah, tickets are available through the SIP website. And and Facebook, there's a Facebook event too that's got all the links and all the info and all cool. that stuff. So. Cool, awesome. So, sorry, when you flip a car, do you still drive it afterwards? Is it? <laughs> I feel like I probably would. I Actually, would. well, we gave it we gave it to uh, to Bobby Vanonen. He's oh, yeah. He's yeah. a production designer right. slash hoarder here. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so well, thanks, guys. Yeah, no, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yay. Yay. Yay! All right, thanks, guys. It. Yeah, they're they're super cool dudes, um, and uh, the the kind of poster child for just 
getting out there and doing it yourself. Totally. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about how, you know, you don't necessarily need grants. You don't need film school. You got to hustle any way. You got to have hustle. Um, And these guys have found uh, ways to make it happen. So you can too. But I think, I think something to keep in mind is that when you talk to these guys, they, um, they're not too worried about if something is possible. Mm -hmm. They're just, they just do it. Right. So I think a lot of filmmakers, um, just don't just just don't don't go past the I want to do it phase. Right. Yeah. Right. These guys just but I don't pull know how, triggers and how am I gonna yeah yeah, yeah they you, just they just do it like they didn't yeah. like they've they've made this is their third feature and they didn't know about script clearances. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it just goes to show that you don't need to know everything sure. to, to do sure. this. So yeah. 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 Uh, if you do, it helps. But yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and of course there are limits to everything. You know, you don't want to you don't want to abuse people is a big thing. It's yeah. easy to do that. Um, and and, and you not, not to say that they do, but no, no, of course not. But that, there are, that's just yeah. the other spectrum and you know, what you have to be careful of. But it's also a good kind of reminder that you can't just come into this industry and be a director, mm-hmm. right? Just like you mm-hmm. can't come in and be a producer. Like, like these guys have been working their way up. Like you're talking, you're hearing about second sure, ACs yeah. and working through the art department and like just being on set for mm-hmm. all these shows and stuff like they, they've, they've gotten their education just yeah. because it's not film school. So. Yeah, and what Kurt said about not being an AC anymore, like he, like drawing that line, and I, I don't think I think that's for everybody, but for him it was like I'm going to be a director, I'm not going to do anything else. So so and and it sounds like it wasn't easy for him to do that, um, but it does take a while. Once you get pigeonholed, you really have to fight it, fight to get out yeah. of it for sure. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get back into the news you can use. Yeah. Some really exciting stuff uh, for both cities, major cities in yeah, our province. Yeah. Uh, Calgary International Film Festival starts on September 21st and runs to October 2nd. Mm-hmm. So check out some uh, some films, both local films and not local films. Yeah, and the and industry series is very interesting. Yeah, so tell us about that. No, you. T- <laughs> I was queuing you up for that. I. <laughs> oh yeah, it's super interesting, Matt. We gotta. Yeah. Well, so Taylor Taylor Ross has been working. You know, who's been on the show has been working on on kind of w- thinking about what are filmmakers going to want to see not just movies, but, but how can it be an opportunity for them to learn more about, about filmmaking and, 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 and some of the nuts and bolts stuff that isn't necessarily super fun. It just runs the whole festival. There's a ton of different master yeah, classes. The, and, and There's like a tour of the studio, I think, yeah. too, which is very cool. Yeah. And then it ends with the Calgary Dust Up on October 3rd, um, which we're going to miss, unfortunately. I just thought I saw in the Ampia newsletter that that's October 22. Uh, yeah, I'm confused. But you're right. Um, but it says here on the... Anyway, so go to calgaryfilm.com slash industry dash series to find out more about those panels um, and sign up for your industry accreditation as well. Uh, it's 65 bucks and you can get a pass for the festival as well through it. So, um, Right on. And, yeah, go ahead. And don't forget that uh, in Edmonton, the Edmonton International Film Festival is running uh, up there from September 29th to October 8th. Um, so check out edmontonfilmfest.com. Lots of wicked awesome activities happening up there. Uh, so check it out. Yay, film festival season. Yeah. Upcoming screenings, same, same. Upcoming workshops and classes. So um, IATC is hosting a set etiquette and protocol course, a three-hour three workshop that you must take before you can get on most film sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, if you're brand new to the industry, this is kind of the first thing that you should do is check out this course because it really also teaches you like what is a film set and what is it like working on a film set. So that's happening on September 21st, 2016. Check out iatsi212.com for more information and it's about 40 bucks. So go for it. Nice. Uh, sorry, I was just looking up the Calgary dust up. Is it on here, Briar? Already? Because it was in the, it, it was just in the latest Ampia newsletter. I see that it's October 22nd. Uh, in the Orpheus Theater at Sate uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And so that's that's another event that you got to go to just chock full of... Last year, it, it, you know, Jeff Brinton, some really awesome folks were uh, in attendance. 
Um, it's kind so, of the March Madness. Yeah, exactly. It's for Calgary's Calgary, March right? Madness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know who's lined up this year, but you know, last year Grant Harvey, uh, Luke Azevedo, who's a super important guy to know, uh, some CSIF representation, and Greg Jeffs as well. So this year is sure to be just as good. Super valuable information. So uh, you were just talking about the set etiquette and protocol. So I will talk about Yeg Films Writing Academy starts soon. Yeg Films highly successful writing academy returns for its second season to help Edmonton's writers and filmmakers draft their feature length scripts. I'm learning about this as I read it. This sounds awesome. I've never heard of this. Meetings will be held on September 24th, November 26th, January 28th, March 25th, and May 27th. So this is cool. So you like you write a script, and every month you come and check in. This is uh, this is awesome. It's happening in Fab's exhibition suite uh, each of those days from 2:30 to 7 p.m. And registration is uh, 25 bucks for returning participants. So I guess you could keep workshopping a script if you've been working on something for a long time, and you're going to this several times. Uh, and it's 75 for new people. Uh, and there's an optional hundred dollar deposited uh, deposit to be returned if you complete your first draft by the final session. Oh man, there's financial incentive <laughs> to finish your your That's film. Awesome. I love that. Work. I love it. Wow. Okay. So you got to check out. Uh, well, where's the information? Uh, maybe it's on Fava. Oh, it's oh, it's our it's our buddy Adam from Yeg Film who seems to be managing right. it. So you can of reach course. out to Adam at yegfilm.ca. Um, by Wednesday, September 21st. And first, and you actually have to send a one to five page outline of your script idea in order to qualify. So uh, cool. check that out, adam at yegfilm.ca. Great job, Adam, and thanks for putting yeah, that, that on. Yeah, that sounds cool. So you only need three things to make a movie, Matt. Do you want to know what they are? Please. The first is a human body, preferably your own. Okay. To, to push record on a camera. Okay. And then the third thing, the camera's the second thing, and the third thing is light. Well. Oh, camera's second thing. Where's craft? No craft. Food? Oh. That's all you need. <laughs> all you need is a human uh, a camera and some light. So you're going to want to master the skills needed to create flawless light for any video project. And you can do that at M Media on September 24th. It's a Saturday from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. for $85. Hang out with Richard Cleveland for six hours to learn all about lights, three-point lighting, light modifiers, lighting on a budget, lighting a scene, the importance of white balance. What can you expect to learn? Everything period about light for corporate documentary video for the web for interviews everything just everything so it's a it's a crash course on all things lighting it's happening in calgary at m media check it out and if you're uh interested in some more screenwriting stuff in calgary you can check out screenwriting 101 at csif it's happening it's also a, a, a weekly event. So every Monday for 10 weeks, uh, starting September 26th from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Uh, and it's uh, it's being instructed by one of our favorite people, Jason Long. Um, and, you know, he's he's a produced screenwriter, uh, somebody to learn a lot from if you're interested in, in uh, writing a screenplay. So it's 360 bucks to attend. Again, that's 10 weeks long, though, so 10 events. Um, yeah. And uh, that's for members. Non-members are 400. I actually took this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A long time ago, yeah. And CSF was at the barracks yeah. so many years ago. Right. And uh, it was excellent, an excellent course. Um, and Jason is an excellent teacher. And he's the screenwriting instructor at the State Film and he Video He's the man, but he's a little weird on Twitter. He's just super weird in general, but uh, <laughs> cool guy. So He's been on the show too. Matt, have you ever wanted to explore the world of 4K video? It sounds like we're doing commercials, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, these are real things. Without spending your life savings on a digital cinema rig, have you ever wanted that? All the time. That's, Me too. I dream about that. Basically. But do you like paying for workshops? I hate it. Well, this free <laughs> workshop will outline the features and workflow of the Panasonic GH4, an affordable and user-friendly 4K camera. For so, free? For free. So come to M Media to participate and discover the best camera 
you've been missing out on. That's crazy. That's yes. A, that sounds awesome. It does actually sounds pretty awesome. So Saturday, October 1st from 1 to 5 p.m. at M Media. You can check out mmedia.ca for more information about this workshop. And if you are interested in learning the, the basics of grip and lighting, uh, there's a, an upcoming uh, course happening uh, instructed by Thomas Martins at CSIF uh, for grip and lighting basics. So more information about that on CSIF.org uh, and check out the workshops tab that's happening October 8th and 9th. Okay, well, that's good for workshops. What's shooting right now? Heartland continues its eternal march. Tin mm-hmm. Star is starting to feel like an eternal march as well. It's been here yeah. forever, which yeah, is excellent. Yeah, it's true. And apparently they're extending their stay in the studio, which is good. Yeah, very good. Um, Fargo is firing up real quick, although they are not. They haven't gone to camera yet. Uh, and, of course, Stillborn that we talked about is, mm-hmm. is right in the middle of production. Yeah. And so then, now we understand the title. That's kind of a creepy Stillborn. title. And, and intentionally, obviously. It's a, I've read it. It's a creepy script. Oh, have you? Yeah, it's oh, wow, creepy nice. as hell. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, so yeah, and there's there's like four movies coming in October as well that are going to be shooting here. Wow! Oh yeah, it's going to yeah. be a, it's going to be a great yeah. fall for the industry. Um, yeah, yeah, really excited about that. Job calls. So uh, I don't know if the industry remem- remembers, but there was a, a sketch comedy show called Caution May Contain Nuts. Well, it's coming back. Yay! And they're hiring three Aboriginal trainee positions in three uh, in the art department. So all three roles in art department starting around September 12th and finishing between November 24th and December 1st. Uh, so it is a trainee position, so the rate is 16.50 an hour. It's better than we're paying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the work is $40 per week. Uh, sorry, 40 hours per week. Uh, so that's going to be a really amazing opportunity. I, 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 I can't lie. And, and I see as I scroll down, there are even more opportunities. What are they? Uh, one trainee production coordinator, which I have been and is a really fun job. Um, and one producer's assistant. Uh, and that is uh, really a good way to learn all about how uh, you produce anything, uh, a, a TV series in this case. And it looks like they're even opening it up to some director shadows. Um, I, I assume that would be unpaid, but yeah, it's an it opportunity is, yeah. to... Um, to follow uh, the director and, and see, this is great. How great is this? That the Super caution yeah. is uh, out there reaching out to to the next generation of filmmakers. That's awesome. Jump on that, folks. Faux show. You can That's stay at my parents' house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Edmonton. Yeah. I did. I didn't. You're right. That yeah. shoots in Edmonton. Correct. Um, so stay at my folks' house. Uh, CSAF is looking to replace uh, a longtime favorite person of ours, Nicola, uh, who is leaving. Um, so they're looking for a programming and communications manager. The application deadline for this is coming up quick, September 19th, 2016. Um, and this is one of those roles that, uh, it's, I mean, it's communications, right? So it's different from a lot of what we would consider to be film roles. So there's social media management, there's event planning, there's, um, there's advertising and marketing, there's um, coordinating the, uh, the $100 film festival, there's writing essays uh, for, for program guides and publications. Um, managing the website. So there's a ton of really fun stuff and, and a, a really important skill set for the industry mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. So um, if you if you like that stuff um, and you and you want to get into the film industry, you might not be in it. This might be a great way to, to put a skill to use that you uh, have better than a lot of filmmakers. So um, yeah, check it out, csaf.org uh, to apply to that position. Nice. And uh, sometimes I'll, I'll hear about things I want to take action on on a podcast like ours. And they'll they'll miss the important information about how you take action. And I, I just did that with the caution may contain nuts thing. Oh, shoot. Jeff Woodward is the guy you want to reach out to. And you can reach him at jeffdwoodward at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, if you were yelling at your screen or your, 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 your iPod, uh, then uh, that's what you need to do to get in touch. 
Okay, well, we haven't talked about this beforehand, but let's get into recommendations. Oh, right, yeah, yeah right. Oh, that. forgot about that. Okay. Um, okay, I've got one off the cuff. Off the brain? Off the brain. Uh, Calgary Economic Development. Ah, uh, yes. 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 So nice. um, at the advice of a, of a good friend of ours, we went and sat down with uh, Luke and Lissa Craig um, because we were like, hey, we're making a movie. And, and going into the meeting, I wasn't really sure why there's some meetings where you're just like yeah, why yeah. are we meeting um yeah. so i was like i was like figuring questions out like on the way to the meeting and then we sat down and i didn't i don't think i even asked any questions <laughs> i was just like hey luke we're, we're making this movie and he's like okay have you thought about this have you thought about this do you right, need this right. how can we help can we do this yeah. can we do this for you and he literally made two phone calls while we were in the meeting <laughs> in the room, to yeah. get the ball rolling on other things yeah, yeah, yeah. and then not three days later we were at a location scout that lissa had put together for us um that might turn hopefully will turn out to be one of the locations that we're going to use mm-hmm. Um, and they've already, we've already been filling out paperwork with them to get permits and like, it is unreal. Like, like the fact that that exists is so rare and, 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 you know, yeah, a lot of jurisdictions, jurisdictions just simply don't have a, a, an office designed specifically yeah. to help people get their film made yeah. or make their film. So yeah, so they've been through this 30,000 times and they, they're the office you go to for permits. They're the ones who can get you in touch with the police. If you've got guns, they're the ones who can clear parking for your crew. Like, like anything you need yeah. related to government or the city, uh, they're the people. Yeah. And it, it, it becomes a massive kind of voice of legitimacy for your project. If they're the ones reaching out to the city to say, Hey, there's a movie coming. Um, and the city's like, Oh, this is Calgary economic development. Whereas if it's a producer being like, I'm shooting a movie, it's like, okay, right who yeah. are you i don't know <laughs> yeah. you from adam yeah. so um an excellent organization uh and and if you're making a movie just sit down with them you don't have mm-hmm. to necessarily mm-hmm. know why but but yeah reach sure. out they're always yeah. they're always available um very busy but um happy to help absolutely that's a must um i i've talked about dropbox before i know we've recommended it before but it's just so versatile and it's and it's so part of the game right now especially for sharing reference images and um location images have been huge uh, so, so yeah, I, I guess I just kind of recommend it again. I'm sorry. No, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been using the shit out of it for, for this movie too. Like I've yeah, got, yeah. and because you can integrate it with your computer, I just don't even realize that I'm backing up all of my plain view files yeah, yeah. all the time. It's amazing. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah. To, to be able to like just share a link to something without even opening a browser. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Very cool stuff. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all. Thanks uh, as always to Briar who's sitting right next to us uh, for putting the news together um, in a, just a jiffy. She mm-hmm. was doing it while we were hanging out with Chris <laughs> yeah, and Kurt. Right. So, uh, yeah, really great stuff um, getting that done. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, and don't forget to give us five stars on uh, on iTunes because we deserve it. We need it. Damn it. I need them. <laughs> I need all the stars. And don't forget to follow us on uh, all the social media world stuff. Um, and check out In Plain View as well because we've got some cool photos up there from the Location Scouts lately. Um, and you can find us on uh, SoundCloud as well. And uh, you just search the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast on iTunes. Um, In the meantime, go, go make, make something. something.